the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to Joel chapter 2, verse 21. Joel 2, 21. Joel 2, 21. Joel 2, 21. Joel 2, 21. The Bible says, Fear not, O land. Let's read it together. One go. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do what? Say it like God is doing great things in your life. For the Lord will do. Say God is doing great things in my life. In my year of grace, I experience great things. I walk in greatness. Greatness goes before me. Greatness goes behind me. Everywhere I turn, greatness responds to me. In the name of Jesus, shout an amen if you believe it. All right, for the Lord will do great things. For the Lord will do great things. Greatness in life is a product of the grace of God. When the grace of God comes, a little one shall become a strong nation. And that is your testimony this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, so God is said to do great things. And we said that if God is doing great things, we need to position ourselves to experience great things. Somebody say, I'm well placed to experience great things. I told you in the course of the Sunday teaching that uh, the president can be live on TV. Let's say GH1 TV or City TV. But if your TV station is on Katanka TV or Light TV or whatever, you will not know that the president is around. Are you there? Uh So the same way God can be doing great things, but if you are not properly positioned, you won't see it nor experience it. This year you will experience it. Somebody say, I experience greatness. And I will be teaching from today and the subsequent weeks for a little longer, uh, as, as long as I'm, I'm liberated in my spirit to go on another important thing that is critical to experience great things. We said that to make 2022 great for yourself. By the way, how many of you want to make 2022 great for yourselves? I mean, that is what shows that you are a true ambassador. You are a true son of this house. Amen. That is it. If you are not expecting great things, you have no business living. If you are alive, you must expect great things from God. And if you are expecting great things, there are four things we said that you need to do. Number one, we said you should end 2021 great. And I want to believe that by this time, everyone in our church family has broken free from 2021. Because there are people who can enter 2022 and the liabilities of 2022. They can enter 2022 and the liabilities of 2021 are still following them. They carry bitterness. They carry unforgiveness. They carry past hurts. And they are still living in the year with it. You can't get the best in this year living in the past. The Bible said, remember, you know, the former things neither consider the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. God will do new things in your life. And it does new things, first of all, by giving you a new year. Somebody say a new year. year. You see, the blessing of a new year is to give you an opportunity to break free from the past. Whether it was good or bad, you need to learn how to break free from it. One of the things I like about Apostle Paul, there are a few characters that intrigue me in the Bible. Apostle Paul is one of such characters. David is another. I will tell you the rest sometime to come. But one of the things I like about him is that he was never satisfied with his own accomplishment. No matter how great he went or how great he became, he was never accomplished. He was never satisfied until he was done. And I pray that that will be your hunger also. Because sometimes, Ghanaians in particular, we get satisfied too quickly. 
We don't dream big. We don't aspire for greatness. Any little thing brings us a sense of satisfaction. And it's not bad to be satisfied, but you see, to be satisfied too early in life can be a risk. To be satisfied too early in life can be a risk. So contentment is great gain. But contentment does not mean that cease to dream and cease to think big. I pray that great thinkers will emerge out of this house. Alright, so break free from it and then we said dream great dreams. Somebody said dream great dreams. 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 No matter where you were born, no matter how you were raised. You see, there are things that you can do by yourself. No one can stop you. The fact that you were born in a circle does not mean that you cannot dream of living and dying in a mansion. Dreams are free. Everybody is free to dream. That's the beauty of life. Everybody, nobody can stop you from dreaming. If you're a child of God, the limitations have been broken of your life. God is able to do. Your father may not be able to do. Your mother may not be able to do. Your parents may not be able to do. Your scholarship may not be able to do. Your background as far as your education and your money may not be able to do. But you are connected to God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Somebody shout an amen. Now, when you are in partnership with such a God, you can only dream great dreams. The reason why I keep dreaming great dreams is because I'm connected to a God whose resources are limitless. I'm not dreaming on my parents' account. I'm not dreaming on my own abilities. I'm dreaming on the account of God's limitless abilities. Can somebody shout an amen? So that's it. Dream great dreams. And then, of course, we said make great spiritual preparations. And then... uh, on the Sunday series, presently we are on Make Great Sacrifices. This Sunday we will not continue Make Great Sacrifices. I will interject with something and then we'll come back to Make Great Sacrifices again. But come with me to Daniel chapter 6. Uh, Daniel chapter 6 as we prepare to zoom into this dimension. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, please take note of that. When Daniel knew, somebody say he knew. Uh-huh. Now, when he knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as his custom since early days. Somebody say, as his custom since early days. Take note of the word custom. If the Bible is yours, you can underline that. Or you can also underline that on your tablet or whatever medium you are using. As his custom was early days. The Bible said when he knew. Somebody say he knew. Alright, come with me to uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 16. Luke 4. Then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Verse 15. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified by all. Let's read verse 16 together. Focus on the screen. Let's go. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up. Okay, so Daniel had a custom. Now let's come to Acts chapter 17, verse 1 to 3. Acts 17, 1 to 3. And when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Verse 2. Then, let's go to verse 2. Let's read it together. One go. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. Say this Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ. Somebody say he's the Christ. Say he's the Christ. All right. So, from tonight, we are looking at how to make 2022 great for yourself. And if you are going to make 2022 great for yourself, apart from ending 2021 great, dreaming great dreams, making great spiritual preparations, and making great sacrifices, you need to form great Habits. Somebody say form great habits. Say it. Form great habits. Say form great habits. All right. The word custom 
refers to a habitual practice of a person. When we say something is, is, is his custom, it means it's something that is habitual with the person. When we say uh, you are a customer to, let's say, a tasty queen or uh, a particular restaurant, what it means is that you are a frequent patron. Somebody say, I'm a frequent patron. Uh-huh. It means that you, you buy food there almost every day. That is a customer. Somebody who habitually frequents a place. That is a customer. And that and it comes out of the word custom. Somebody say custom. Say custom. So custom is just another word for the word habit. Say habit. Alright, so when we talk about habit, what exactly do we mean? I want you to take this teaching very serious because... A lot of people all the time have great dreams, intentions, wishes, but they never become reality. The reason why they don't experience them is because these things are not in place. No matter what great dream you have, if you don't form within yourself the habit required, there is no way your dreams can ever become a reality. There is no couple that wakes up into a new year and they are not expecting that there will be a better couple. But you see, becoming a better couple starts with forming better habits as a couple. That's where it starts from. Becoming a great student begins with forming great habits as a student. Becoming a great Christian begins with forming great habits of a Christian. The habit great Christians have and the habit weak Christians have. Strong Christians always have a certain habit. If you see a couple that they are doing well, their habits, they have formed and they are living their lives by over the years. Africans and human beings generally, when we see success anywhere, we just wish we had it. And amongst us as Africans, we actually think that success is a wish. Most Africans will attribute success to luck. So when we see someone do well in life, we say this guy is very lucky. But you see, when you are a child of God, you don't function by luck, you function by light. Somebody say, I function by light. Say, I function by light. Now, when you understand this principle very well, you will understand why you are poor. Though every year, you always dream of making money. You will understand why, in spite of the fact that you wake up every year and you are trying to become spiritual, you are designed to be more spiritual, you want to know more scripture. But by the time the year is ending, you have less of scripture in you. What is the difference? This is the case. I don't want this year to be regular year for you. You should not just pray and pray and pray and then think that things will happen. No. After prayer, there are things that you must intentionally do to succeed. And you will succeed. Somebody say, I'm succeeding. succeeding. Alright, so definitions of habit. When we talk about habit, a habit is a recurrent, often unconscious pattern of behavior that is acquired through frequent repetition. And this is a definition not coming from me, but coming from the American Heritage Dictionary. It says that a habit is a recurrent, often unconscious pattern of behavior that is acquired through frequent repetition. That's, that's a habit. A habit is a recurrent. Somebody say recurrent. Often unconscious pattern of behavior that is acquired through frequent repetition. That's it. All the words there are very important and we'll look at each of them uh, closely in a jiffy. Number two, a habit. This is Miriam Webster. A habit is an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. An acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. That is a habit. When you find yourself doing something without thinking about, it's a habit. When you do something, when you find yourself doing something that you are used to, you do it, you do it without any recourse to thinking. Whether you are conscious or unconscious, you are doing it. That is a habit. There are key words or phrases from the two definitions I want us to look at briefly. One is habit. Habit. The word habit involves recurrent behavior. Somebody say recurrent behavior. Okay, so something is not a habit until it's recurrent, it's repetitive. Why do something repetitively? Then we can describe it as a habit. Let's say a restaurant and then you go and eat one time. You cannot say that you habitually eat there. You cannot claim yourself to be a customer. You are not a customer. <laughs> you, you just went there one time. It's an occasional act. It is a habit. It's not a one-time incident. 
when you come to this church and then you come and you go, you cannot say you are a, a member here or you are a regular visitor here. You came here one time. Are you with me? Uh -huh. So there are people who can meet you one time and they will act as if they know you for a very long time. <laughs> Alright, so recurrent behavior, that's a habit. Then a habit also becomes an unconscious or involuntary action. When it's a habit, you don't think about it. When you have acquired the habit of brushing your teeth, you don't think about whether or not you should brush your teeth. I know some, for some people, they have to think about it. Because it's a real challenge. There are people who have to think whether they have uh, bathed twice or not. You don't have a habit of bathing properly. Alright, so a habit is an unconscious behavior. When you wake up and you have the habit of prayer, you just begin to pray by default. When you have developed and cultivated the habit of thanksgiving, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes to you is thanksgiving. And it's so natural with you. Somebody say natural with me. Okay, habit is something that you do so much that it becomes almost natural with you. It becomes almost like part of your nature. That is what I mean by natural with you. That's a habit. Anything that you have not done so frequently that it has not become part of your nature cannot be described as a habit. When you, you have been coming to church regularly, it's part of your nature. When it's service time, you know that you must be going somewhere. Am I communicating here? That is a habit. A habit, according to the terms we saw, is an acquired behavior. Somebody say it's an acquired behavior. Now, I, I want you to know, take note of these things because sometimes people think that uh, some people, like I said, some people are lucky. When you learn, if you live a life where nothing is habitual with you, you are really not going anywhere. If you live a life where nothing is habitual with you, you are going nowhere. If you meet a person who has a future, you can predict his future by his present habits. If I meet somebody who will be a great minister, I see his future, I can predict his future today by his present habits. There are habits they will show. There are habits they will cultivate that will show. When Jesus was young, there were habits he had that could give people a pointer or a clue that this guy is going to become someone greater and mighty in life. And I pray that in this, as this teaching comes, you will receive wisdom to develop the habit required to become the kind of person God has ordained you to become. Say, I believe it. Alright, so habit has to do with frequency or repetition. Repetitive behavior or frequent behavior. That's a habit. Motima Adle said this. Look at this. Habits are formed by the repetition of particular arts. They are strengthened by an increase in the number of repeated arts. Habits are also weakened or broken. And contrary habits are formed by the repetition of contrary arts. Somebody say repetition. Say repetition. Now, so as I teach, I want you to ask yourself, what are the things that you do repeatedly? What are the things that you do repetitively? What are the things you do? What are the things that are repetitive with you? Or for you, nothing is repetitive. Do you pray repeatedly? Do you fast? Do you attend church in that sense? Do you save repetitively? Now, these are habits. That, that's how you tell you have a habit. If you have a habit of saving, you save all the time. You save what? Every money that enters your hand, some amount will be committed into savings. That is somebody who has a habit, a disciplined habit of savings. If you have a habit of prayer, you pray all the time. It's not that uh, uh, after fasting and prayer, then you are motivated and then you keep it after the one week, then it's gone. No. That is not a habit. A habit is something you do continually without being conscious of it. Somebody say continually. Now look, look at John, Daniel 6 verse 20. Daniel 6 20. Daniel 6 20. When he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying to Daniel, let's read together one go. Daniel, servant of them, has your God, whom you what? Whom you what? Whom you are being able to deliver you from the lions. He said, has your God whom you serve continually. Con that's a habit. Anything you do continually is a habit. 
I pray that 2022, the grace of God will come upon you and you will learn to do positive things continually. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's a habit. A habit is something you do without thinking about. How powerful are habits? How powerful are habits? How powerful are habits? Sociologists. Sociologists has to do with people who study human behavior. Human life and human behavior. Sociologists attribute 85 to 90% of human behavior to habits. Sociologists. They attribute 85 to 90% of human behavior to habits. Now, you may not understand that until maybe I break it down to you this way. It means that the things that you do unconsciously are more than the things you do consciously. So, if you are failing, it means you are taking more steps unconsciously that brings you failure. If you are becoming rich, it means you are taking more steps consciously that is bringing you closer to riches. The things you do unconsciously, they are more than the things you do uh, consciously. That's why you have to be intentional about habit formation. That's what he said. He said 85 to 90%. That means that ultimately the outcome of your life is not determined by the 90% of it. 10% is what you are consciously doing. 85 to 90% you are unconsciously doing. Imagine that if the things you are unconsciously doing are negative. Imagine that for a moment. Imagine that for your time, let's say just your time, 85 to 90% of your time, you waste it. Imagine where your life is going. Imagine that 80 to 90%, 85 to 90% of your money, you waste it. So you are a habitual waster. See where your life is going. Imagine that, uh, 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 what do you call it? Your relationships, 85 to 90% of the people you call your friends are people who are no value to you. Imagine where your life is going. You see, most of the time, we live our lives and we end up in places we have unintentionally been directing ourselves to. We get to the destination and we are surprised. But you should not be surprised at your destination because you unconsciously brought yourself to where you are. What you unconsciously bring on yourself, you can't simply, most of the time, it's sad that when people habitually engage in negative behaviors and all of that, and then they end up failing, they blame it on the devil. You see, most of the things that sometimes bring challenges to people, the devil has little or no input into it at all. I tell you all the time. And for the new creation, the devil is really not a factor. So, I want you to understand, if you are born again, the principal factor in determining whether you succeed or not is you. Somebody say, it's me. Say, I'm responsible for my success. I've already told you that. I think in one of the teachings I told you uh, in Excel service. That's what the Bible says. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law. Give me Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night. That you will observe to do according to. Look at the number of times the word your and you are repeated here. You, will, you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So if you have bad success, stop blaming the devil. Stop blaming the Ignorant Christians attribute to the devil powers he can never get. That's why I hate ignorance. Ignorant Christians, they attribute all the time. And when you are an African Christian and a typical one for that matter, it's even a worst case scenario. It's either the devil or witches or some people are against you or whatever. Listen, if you really know the things that were working for you, you will be less concerned about the things that are against you. If God be for you, forget about everybody else. If God be for you, who can be against you? But you see, if God is on your side and you are against yourself, you will go find life. Because he's helping you and you are resisting your own progress. God is on your side. He says, humble yourself and say, I will exalt myself. How can you go for in life? So there are some people, it's not the devil. You are, it is you against yourself. And most of the time we stand against ourselves when we form negative habits around our lives. Praise the Lord. Success is not chance. Success is a choice. Somebody say success is not chance. Success is a choice. 
You have to understand that. Success is a choice. Success is a choice. If you meet somebody who is successful spiritually, it's a choice. It's a choice. If you meet somebody who is successful financially, it's a choice. If you meet somebody who is successful maritally, it's a choice. Success is always a product of quality choices and not chances. If you think success is a chance, your chance will never come. Praise the Lord. And that means that you are doomed to fail. Success is a product of choice. Somebody say, I succeed by choice. Say it with your mouth open. I succeed by choice. You see, you have to understand the law of confession. I succeed by choice. How powerful a habit. Ovid says, nothing is more powerful than custom or habit. Nothing is more powerful than custom or habit. Jack Canfield said, your habit will determine your future. Somebody say, my habit. Say, my habit will determine my future. Now, please take note, it's not your prayer. It's your habit. Somebody say, my habit. Not my prayer. My habit will determine my future. Yeah. Your habit. I have a glorious future. I have a glorious future. You can confess it till you die. You will never see it. You have to, you create that. You see, the, future, the glorious future is not the one you just arrive into. The glorious future is the one you consciously create for yourself. Are you with me here? Yeah? I'll have a beautiful marriage. No. You won't have it like that. You create it intentionally, deliberately. Yeah. If you want to have peace in your home as a man, the Bible says it's the glory of a man to overlook a matter. It's not every matter that we must sit down. Wife, come and sit down here. Let us talk. Let me tell you my mind. This and this. No, there are things you have to learn to overlook. Forget about them. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Enjoy peace. Your habit will determine your future. You see, most of the time when the year is young, and I, I'm, I'm excited the Holy Ghost actually helped us with this teaching because when people begin the year, they begin with a lot of great resolutions. And when, particularly, we've gone through a period of 12 days of grace, fasting and prayer, we present our petitions and all of those things. Fine, and they are great. But you see, the fasting will stir you up, it will inspire you and give you high hopes, and it's great. You have to have high hopes. The Bible says that there is hope of a tree. He says, if a man dies, shall he live again? All this of my appointed time will I wait. He said, to him that is joined to the living, there is hope. So hope is critical for existence and for living. But you see, for your hope to become translated into result in your action, you have to now begin to discipline yourself to form habits. Somebody say habits. Yeah. I like what Jim Rand said. He says, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. Motivation gets you started. Habit keeps you going. Habit keeps you going. So you come to church and then you are taught. We pray. We all fast and pray. Create a, a, a great atmosphere of prayer. And then we start the year with. And you are motivated to stay prayerful. You are motivated to want to continue. But then when you don't form in yourself the habit, that motivation will go. You see, there is always an extent where people can inspire you. That if you want to go far in life, you cannot be living your life on the inspiration of others. You must learn to inspire yourself from within. Somebody say an amen. amen. You have to learn to inspire yourself from within. Successful people are never waiting for other people to come and inspire them. No, they inspire themselves from within. They talk to themselves. They talk themselves out of depression, talk themselves out of sorrow, talk themselves out of poverty. They talk themselves out. You cannot. Inspiration is great, and all of us need it. But if you live your life perpetually on the inspiration of others, the day you have no one to inspire you, you do nothing. That's why sometimes some people can be very much on fire, particularly on, on campuses. And then when they vacate, school goes on break or something, they become a pale shadow of themselves spiritually. Why? Because they were thriving on the motivations of others. You can meet someone who is in a group praying with people and he's praying with all the energy. Ha, 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 ha. And it's great to pray with that kind of energy. But when you are left by yourself, can you pray like that? People must inspire you. The Bible says, iron sharpened iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. But when you have no inspiration at all, 
The difference between David and his army of soldiers that followed him was that when at a time nobody was there to encourage him, David knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. And let me tell you, in life, people who really go far, they always come to a point in their journey where there is none to encourage them. Yeah. They will always come to a point, your pastor may not have the right way to encourage you. It will just be left with you and the Holy Ghost. That is why my primary assignment is not to make you dependent on me, but to teach you what I know so you can deal with the devil by yourself. Can somebody say an amen? That's, that's, that, that, that's why I personally teach and teach and teach and teach. Yeah. You cannot assess what I have until you know what I know. Praise the Lord. And what we have in Christ is the same. What we have in Christ, there is grace that comes with leadership. But there's a fundamental power at work in every child of God. The Holy Ghost is in you, in you is not less of the Holy Ghost in me. We all have the same Holy Ghost in us. And when we learn to work with him, function with him, depend on him, fellowship with him, and we are able to hear him, our lives will be different. 2022, your life will be different. Your marriage will be different. Somebody shout, my life will be different. I live a different life. I live a better life. I live a superior life in 2022. In Jesus' precious name. So I'm sure you are, you are getting the picture that good habits are foundational for a life of success. Do you understand? Yeah. They are foundational foundational. We are not a perfect couple, but the habit we have, and I've shared that with you, every conversation, Abby, every conversation, if she goes, uh, when she goes on vacation and she resumes, the first week that she resumes, the first day I'll call her, it's a habit. The first day, at a certain time of the day, I'll call her to find out how the day is going, because usually that is one of her busiest days. She comes home so tired and weary, and sometimes you see that her mood is changing. But when I call and check up on her when she comes, she's cool. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because sometimes on the first day of school, somebody will come frustration here and there and set her on uh, edge. And when you do that, uh, it, will, it will affect me. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I will not uh, have to be fast. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Habit. Habit. It's not. It's not. Habit. Have every conversation, telephone conversation, that ends. You have to say, I love you. She must respond. Yeah. Even if I don't mean it, I'm saying it. Yeah. Even if I'm angry, I'm saying it. And listen, you see, you have what you confess. Yeah. You have what you confess. You have what you confess. It's not. It's not. It, it doesn't happen by accident. Some of you have heard me say it again and again. And you could do that. And yet your wife is still begging you to tell her, I love you. You have, have having stayed in this place. And you think that your, your marriage will magically work. You are a joke. It doesn't work like that. Habit. 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 You have to form. And it's intentional. You see, people fail because they think success is accident. People succeed because they know success is intentional. Success, you become successful intentionally, not accidentally. You can fail accidentally. You can succeed accidentally. No, no. I was just walking out, then I broke through. No. <laughs> I was just there and I became a millionaire. No. You see, it's almost like a, a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yeah. People have not learned to give to God consistently then they can say, giving does not work. <laughs> he don't give habitually. He give tight, uh, and then one month, second month, three months uh, empty. Then you go into June, then you have audacity to say, giving does not work. You don't understand the principle. You don't understand the principle. The Bible said, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing you see, consistency is the rule of a game in life. Consistency. People don't become great because they are necessarily gifted. But most of the time, people end up with greatness. Sometimes with little strength and gift because they are very consistent. Consistent. Again and again, again and again, and again and again. 
again and again. If you pray 15 minutes every day, I tell you, you'll be prayerful. You'll be prayerful. You'll be prayerful. Your life will be different. Those foolish dreams you have, that somebody, a goat in a nest skirt is chasing you. And you are not even ashamed. You will come and tell me. Yeah, a goat. <laughs> Listen, greatness in life begins with the formation of great habits. Somebody say greatness in life. Say greatness in life. Begins with the formation of what? How many of us want to experience greatness? Is not a function of confession only. You have to form habits. 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 Now, there are 10 truths I'll be sharing with you this week and next week, but today I will just start on five of them, hopefully. Maybe five or three, wherever I get to, I'll end. 10 truths about habit. One is that we are creatures of habit. Somebody say we are creatures of habit. You have to understand that you are a creature of habit. You are a creature of habit. Our body is made up of cells which uh, come together to form tissues. Tissues form organs. Organs form systems. All right? So your body is made up of systems. And every cell in your body has its own special function. Every tissue has its own special function. They come together to form systems that function the same way. But what I'm trying to tell you is that your system functions habitually. Think of it this way. Your heart is always pumping blood. The day it stops that habitual behavior, you are dead. Habitually. So that's a, that's a, so it what it simply means that your your respiratory system all the time is constantly doing it. Carbon dioxide is coming out, oxygen is getting inside. Every time, every time when you meet someone who is dead, is because these habitual acts have stopped. Now that means that to live is to function habitually. Any man who is alive functions habitually. The person who dies is the one who has ceased to function habitually. Now may I ask you this night, is your spiritual life alive? Because if your spiritual life is alive, there are things you'll be doing habitually. How is your financial life? If it is alive, there are things you must be doing habitually. How is your relational life? People walk into your life and they go. There is no one who has been around you for more than five years, more than three years, more than... You have a bad life. Because we are made, we are gregarious beings. We are made to socialize, connect with people. So if you look into your life, and for the past three years, four years, five years, you cannot point to one person who has been around you for a long time. You are not going anywhere. Because where you are going is a function of the kind of people around you. When you are going to a place of success, you'll be surrounded by successful people around you. When you are failing, it's the same thing. We are creatures of habit. Somebody say we are creatures of habit. Yeah, that's who you are. God created you as a creature of habit. He's keeping you alive habitually by allowing your system to find. So if you are not intentionally living habitually, something is wrong. Number two, habits are acquired or lent. Somebody say habit. Yeah. They are acquired or lent. The habit of dressing decently is acquired. You can, you can do that. And when you begin to dress decently, you will see that people who hitherto despise you will begin to respect you. And it's not because of anything, but just because human beings are wired to relate with people based on what we see. Even somewhere, the prophet, when he saw, somewhere, the moment he saw him, he looked at his appearance and said, the Lord's anointed. So people can describe you as an anointed, even though you have no anointing. Because of your appearance. Now, if spiritual weight or spiritual virtue like the anointing can be attributed to a person by his looks, how much more earthly and material things? The reason why you, you are not able to connect with people at a certain level is, too, is because you are too casual in your approach towards life. Dress casually. Even when you are going for important meetings, coming among the brethren, it's not because you don't have. Even where you have, it's a mindset. And habit starts from the mind. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. There is a way a certain group of people, they always present themselves. And when you see them, you are naturally thinking that somebody is in that. And you, in your case, you may not even be that type of person. Are you with me here? Are you following what I'm teaching? Yeah. 
I, I want you to see the difference between why some people seem to be so lucky and you are not. Because it's not that they are lucky. There are things they are intentionally doing which you are too proud or arrogant to do. Or you are too lazy to do. Habits are acquired. Somebody say they are acquired. Yeah, when we're given the de definition, you remember uh, in the Miram website, it said acquired pattern of behavior. And I like it when the Bible says, and when we, uh, the, the, we discover the knowledge that habits are acquired. In other words, if you don't have good habits, you can have them. That's a, that's a, that's a sense of hope. Don't you think so? Yeah, at least you are hopeful. That even if you don't have it, you can, you can get it. And if you are bad ones too, you can let it go. Because habits are acquired. If you acquire the bad habit of being late all the time, you can uh, let it go. Habits are acquired. Habits are acquired or lent. Job 121. The Bible says, Naked came I from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. One of the things you didn't come with is habits. If you meet somebody who has a habit of saving, he wasn't born with a habit of saving. He wasn't born with it. If you meet somebody who has a habit of being respectful, saying please and thank you, he was not born with it. There are things we are all born with through the nature of Adam. And being respectful and courteous is not one of them. The Bible said, and they were both naked and were not ashamed. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy. Come and learn of me. You see, these are the things that forms and informs my passion. There are many things I can do in ministry. But my greatest passion is to bring the knowledge of Christ, the holistic knowledge of Christ to people such that they can grow and become who God has wired them to become. Somebody say an amen. That's, that's, my, holy, that's my primary passion. Come and learn. The invitation to come to Christ is not just to come and sit. It's not just to come and entertain yourself. Just come and dance and go. Just come and, no, no, no. It's a call to come and learn. If you must experience rest in Christ, you must be a tireless learner. Somebody's a tireless learner. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Labor. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Come, I'll give you rest. I'm the rest you are looking for. Then he says, uh, verse 29. He says, take my yoke and learn of me. Somebody say, learn of me. Learn of me. A lot of people have come to Christ. They don't want to learn of Christ. Paul was speaking. He said, you have not so learned Christ. There is a way Christians behave. You have to learn Christ. Habit. Habit can be learned. Oh, skip. Powell. Success. Habit. 101. He says, habits can be learned until they become ingrained into your entire being that you no longer notice you are doing it. I like that quote. Very beautiful. Skip Powell. He said, habits can be learned until they become ingrained. Somebody say ingrained. Into your entire being that you no longer notice you are doing it. So, people will now notice, ah, it's like you are always doing this. Oh. It's because it has become part and parcel of you. It's a second nature. I pray that 2022, your habit will be distinct. May you form habits that are distinct. May you form habits that will take you forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number Three, habit cannot be hidden. Somebody say, habits cannot be hidden. Listen, habits are like pregnancy. Sooner or later, they will come up. Habits cannot be hidden. 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 Somebody say, habits cannot be hidden. And I mean good and bad habits. If it's a good habit, it cannot be hidden. If it's a bad habit, it cannot be hidden. One day, Daniel, you remember that account? Uh, they, they, they raised a law against Daniel simply to stop him from doing some of the things that had become habitual with him. And the law was very stiff. That the day he violated that law, he was going to be cast into the lion's den. That's no mean punishment. And the Bible says, look at Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Daniel 6 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, Somebody say he knew. So, so this, this man was not acting because he didn't know. He knew the writing was signed. And he knew that the Medo-Persian Empire, when they made a decree, it was irrevocable. Once the king endorsed it, it was irrevocable. Once it is signed, I said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. That was it. So he knew. 
The Bible said, but when he knew, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his habit since early days. Now, this was a legislation against his life. This was a legislation that could terminate his life. Was he mad? Was he not thinking about living? Didn't he care about what would be his future? Was he not afraid of lions? No. His habit was dri driving him into it. When something is habitual with you, when you don't do it, you feel sick. That's, that's one of the things. When, when you, you, you begin to feel uncomfortable. You begin to feel uncomfortable. It's like something is wrong somewhere. And you can't pinpoint it. That's, that's when you know that you are dealing with something that has become habitual with you. If you can stay away from fellowship for a long time and you don't feel anything, it's not habitual with you yet. <laughs> it's not habitual with you. It's not habitual with you. Number four, habit can be spiritual or natural. Somebody say spiritual, spiritual. or natural. Habits can be spiritual or natural. Habits can be spiritual or natural. Brushing your teeth twice daily is a natural habit. Learning to use deodorant is a natural habit. Yeah. Don't say, as for us, our body does not produce odor. Don't deceive yourself. I've not met a person whose body does not produce odor. Unless the person doesn't sweat. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Though some people, the degree of their odor is higher than other people. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah. If you are going to relate with people, you have to do that. Learning to bath twice a day is a discipline. It's a habit you must learn to cultivate. Single guys, single ladies, you need to cultivate it. You shouldn't marry and your husband is fighting you, you should bath twice a day. That's, that's, a, that's a challenge. There are some basic, basic, getting yourself organized. Getting, living in a well-organized atmosphere. It's a habit you must cultivate. That you live in an atmosphere that is set and organized. It, it affects your productivity. It affects your thinking. Everything is in disarray. See, when I marry, my wife will fix it. You are a joke. Your wife is not a Zoom lion. To come and be fixing your mess. Learn to put yourself in order. Am I complicating here? Yeah. Saying please is a habit. Saying please. Learning to say thank you. Smoking is a habit. Yeah. Smoking. Read. Uh, this is a habit. Drinking alcohol is a habit. It's a bad habit that a lot of people are. There are some people in church who habitually drinks. It's a habit. Praying every day is a habit. Are you with me here? It's a spiritual habit. That's a spiritual habit. Listening to the podcast again and again. There are sermons. There was one sermon last year. I listened to it almost every week. Almost every week from uh, somewhere June towards the end of the year. Every week. You listen to someone in church and you think you've got it. You've not gotten anything. As you are hearing, by the time we finish this service, the only thing that may sink is just about 10%. Ask yourself, where is the 90%? The 90%, you can only assimilate it as you keep on hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And what a privilege it is when you are in a church and by the grace of God you have systems in place you have the word of God available to you anywhere at any time. You can listen to it. You would rather spend your data on useless stuff. Forwarding useless documents. You are wondering why you are not spiritual. Why when you sleep something is chasing you. Why when you sleep? You can... No, no, no. Sharing your faith with others is a habit. Yeah. That's one beautiful habit my mother-in-law has. Anybody who comes around, unless you are not coming to look for a job in their office. The moment you bring application, the first thing, are you born again? Are you a Christian? Where do you go to church? That's, that's a, that is a missionary on the planet. You sit in your office, in your, your job, you meet all kinds of people. And you attend to them, clinicians, nurses, doctors, you attend to them, they walk in your office and go. And you never speak to them about Christ. You never mention your church to them and you are just free. And you think, I'm just making money. No. That's not what your life is about. Very soon I'll, I'll be getting into serious matters. <laughs> yeah. That's not what your life is about. Your life is not about making money. Excuse me. That's not what your life is. Your life is about much bigger than that. I was telling uh, one of my lawyers here sometime back. What you do, your profession is just an avenue for you to fulfill your life's assignment. Your assignment is to bring men to Christ. Somebody hear what I'm saying? That's your assignment. 
He reconciled us to God and has given us the ministry. That's our assignment. Everywhere you find yourself, if you are not using, you are not fulfilling that, you are actually missing out on your destiny. That's your assignment. If you are in a consulting room, when you finish with them, you, have, you are not done. What makes you a Christian doctor is that when you are done with what every doctor will do, you add what Christian doctors must add. Am I communicating here? That's what you do. That's what you do. If you are a nurse, you attend to somebody, by the time you are through, the person must come into, if Christ is in you really, you will share him. That's a habit. Somebody says it's a habit. It's a habit. It's a habit. It's a habit. Habits can be good or bad. Lateness is a habit. And it's a bad habit. Yeah. Addiction to social media is a bad habit. Yeah. So habits can be good or bad. And next week we'll continue from here. How many of you have been blessed tonight? If you have been blessed, just lift up your hands. I'm going to thank God and give him praise. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil station Santasa runabout Kumasi Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Hey, 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 hey.